Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Piber on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Harbor Marine, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, the Seattle Sports app. Coming to you live and on location from the 30th edition of the Everett Coho Derby and, uh, of course, Bayside Marine, where the big award ceremony is going to take place. 3.30 tomorrow afternoon. Um, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say well over $50,000 worth of cash and prizes are going to be doled out to the 2,000 people in attendance. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm going to need you to log on to MixedMetalsOutdoors.com. That's the website of our next guest and a first-time guest to the show, Ben Rosenbaugh of Mixed Metals Outdoors. What's up, Ben? Well, we're out here bouncing around this morning, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, what, what's uh, what's it looking like out there? Uh, you know, it's foot and a half, two feet, maybe. You know, it's not terrible. It's definitely a change from what we've uh, been accustomed to the past couple weeks. Uh, everybody's still kind of running around trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where did you end up settling in this morning? You and I kind of went over, you know, all the different options yesterday on the phone, what do you end up going with? We're an A2. You know, okay, gotcha. uh, we get these systems move in, thought process behind it is these fish are headed for the river, right? Uh, we literally stopped just shy of the ferry landing and uh, trolling around the corner here. Okay. I think that's a great call, dude. That's, 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 a, yeah. that's a salty move right there because, you know, it, it's, there's going to be places – that are going to be challenging for folks in, in, in smaller boats today and, and just not to belabor the obvious, but you know, you, you've got this Southern wind, you've got a flood. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. It, I tell you what, it, it's going to, it's going to be tough on the West side of possession bar right now. It's going to be brutal getting yeah. around Muckleteo because, you know, again, Absolutely. because of that, that same set of conditions right there. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for fishing efficiently, right? Keeping gear in yeah. the water Keeping and not running all over the place yeah. and getting beat up. So you've been out on the water a lot, Ben. What what's been working yeah. for you out there and what do you got uh what are you dragging around this morning? Uh you know, I'm a big fan of the uh Oki Big Shooter Flashers. Uh the Purple Haze uh has been probably the best. You know, I mean that's everybody's go to coho. Uh anything white pretty much has really you know, trip the trigger, uh, light gets up, I'll switch into my oranges and browns. Uh, the, the Most of our fish, the, the crazy part is, you know, I, I've been on the water 14 in the last 17 days or something. I don't think all? I've had to fish yeah, at all. Uh, deeper than 70 feet. Midday, yeah. early morning, whatever. Uh, most of our biters are coming in that 50 to 70 feet range, you know. Uh, a lot of fish around. Everywhere we've gone, there's been fish. So, uh, 8-2, you know, typically, if my in, in my past experience, this is where our bigger fish come from. That was our plan to start here today, whether wind, rain, snow, sleet, whatever. We were at least going to start in here today and 
see if we can find a good one first thing this morning. Well, and, you know, all these Snohomish fish and a bunch of those stilly fish are, are going to be coming around possession. They head across, they hit shipwreck, they kind of stage up there, and then when this weather pushes in and it changes, those fish are going to be moving north and, yep. and going around the corner. And like yep. Tom said earlier, you know, in years past, our biggest fish, a lot of the time, the derby winner comes out of the Snohomish. Well, those fish are going to be right out there where you're at. It's a great That's salty move for you to be right there. And you can get, get out of that wind a little bit and find some protection. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and fish efficiently, like you said, there's, you can go out in these three footers, four footers and pound around and flop around. It's doable, but it's just, you know, it, it really knocks your percentages down. That gear is only fishing half the time. It's flopping up and down. You're speeding up, slowing down. Uh, it's just not efficient. Yes, no question. No question. We're talking with Ben Rosenbaum, Mixed Metal Outdoors. And, and, and Ben, I first kind of you know, became aware of you seeing you, you know, up at the, up at the Tulalip bubble earlier this year. And, uh, yep. you know, and, and Joey mentioned you to me. And then, so, so tell us a little bit about Mixed Metal Outdoors and, and how you got into, uh, got into guiding in the rivers and the salt water, Ben. Well, I've been fishing here my whole life, you know, uh, built a family, had to take a nine to five job uh, as an iron worker, fabricator, right? Spent 30 years doing it, fishing as much as I can. Uh, got to the point where the kids got, you know, a little older. I uh, meddled with guiding when I was younger from about 19 to 23, mostly drift boat stuff and always planned on coming back to it. And once the kids got out of the house, I told my wife, I said, Hey, I'm going to go back to this. You know, uh, we have a, on a tremendous opportunity where we live. Uh, it's where my heart and passion is. I love taking people fishing. Anything I could do to get people get exposure to this is in, a, in the modern day we live in, you know, uh, I'm going to do my part. You know, we, we had the seminar here Wednesday night, you know, 100 people showed up. I love nothing more than laying down what knowledge I have for the rest of these people so they can have success and and continue to get them out here. You know, I mean, now more than ever, uh, we need people involved. As much as we're getting taken away from us, uh, the best way to get it back is get people involved. So Yeah, and, and Joey and I were talking. That's a great point, Ben, because, you know, with the amount of fish right now, this season could have been just a walk-off Grand Slam home run for WDFW, and, yeah. and, and instead – they, you know, they, they impose these sublegal restrictions um, yeah. that have no basis in science that, that cost us 3,000 Chinook in Area 11, that, that truncated yeah. our season for Coho in Area 10 and chopped up the, the, you know, unnecessarily micromanaging these fisheries. And with the amount of fish right now, this was such a huge opportunity for people to really see WDFW as an advocate for, uh, for opportunity and, and, and something, you know, positive. But this year, it was it was just just exactly the opposite. I've never seen the relationship between WDFW and the and the, and the sports fishing public worse. Well, in the hunting public as well. But but like you yeah. say, I mean, we do need we do need more folks, you know, involved in the process. And uh, you know, anytime you, uh, you you make a bunch of moves and you create a consensus among sportsmen, mm-hmm. and they're all saying the same things, you, you better look yeah. at what you're doing. You better check yourself yep. because they, yep. they, 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 they painted themselves in a hell of a corner, man. Yeah. Yes, they did. You know, 13,000 Skycomish River Chinook, Hatchery Chinook, 
that we didn't get to touch this year on top of it, you know. So, but I try not to focus on that. We still have a ton of really good opportunity. There's a ton of coho in the salt. They're going to push into the river. We've got three different rivers that open to fish this year. I, I'm really optimistic about this fall. Well, and, you know, you and I, you're one of my guys. You're one of my guys that I call just to, to know what's going on all over because you, you fish every fishery we have. You're up at Baker Lake. We see you at Mid-Channel. We see you at the bubble. And you're one of those guys that, you know, the bubble maybe wasn't your your go-to spot all the time, a, a place that you maybe aren't, a, can, you know, a regular like some of the guys. But you go to these fisheries, you figure them out, and you're always catching fish, man. And, and it's it's uh, it's been really nice having you in my back pocket to call and be like, hey, what's going on here? And you're all you always seem to be dialed in. That my entire life, you know, better part of thirty years figuring them out. You know, that toilet bubble, fifteen twenty years ago. I mean, that was a knockout fishery. You know. Uh, Whatever happened, why it died off there for so many years, I, I don't know. But it has made a nice, strong comeback. Uh, being able to move into it this year with, with no sky comish and, you know, the schedule was what it was. It lasted a few weeks before I didn't feel good about taking people up there anymore. Uh, you just got to make do with what opportunities are given, you know, and, and being flexible is part of it. Yeah, uh, adapt. And, and and we're talking with Ben Rosenbaum, Mixed Metal Outdoors, and and uh, yeah, I, I I know the way you're heading because you in talking to you earlier this week, you took the lower unit off your off your uh, <laughs> the prop lower unit off the sled <laughs> yeah. and put the we're, pump on. We're so you're with the pump on out here right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in fact, it was funny because we're setting up for the show just just first first light. I mean, no, no, I mean it's pitch black dark, and the and the ramp line is up the street right past harbor marine and everything and then i hear somebody in a pump light it up just like right at the boat ramp and take <laughs> off down there through the no wake zone and i thought man i know that's not ben but it's somebody else with a pump yeah. out there there's no question about yeah. it. when these yeah. rains hit though and when these when, when when we do get increased flows what river systems are you going to be hitting and uh and when what do you expect when you get there Skagit and Snohomish, you know, first off, until we get some water around, there's already fish in both systems. Uh, these fish are tough to catch when it's low and clear, but really oh, yeah. tough to catch. Everybody's pulled their hair out over Lockjaw Coho. Uh, I, I, the Skagit's hatchery only. So that definitely, you know, you can go up there and catch a bunch of fish, but it, it's one in five, one in six are going to be hatchery. So I'll probably be in the Snohomish until maybe we get blessed with being able to harvest uh, native coho up there. If not, I'll probably stay in the Snohomish, much as I hate to mention this, uh, probably dabble <laughs> in the Stilly a little bit. There you go. There uh, you go. There, there's some great opportunity there, too. A lot of shore access. Uh, that's my home river, right? My heart and soul runs right down through the heart of Arlington there, so... It's exciting for me to get to be able to take people and show them, you know. He's Ben Rosenbaum, MixedMetalOutdoors.com, buddy. We'll let you get back to work, and, and good luck this morning. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, here, here's hoping you get a big one, partner. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, Ben. Good All luck. Right, All right, coming up next, the Northwest Outdoor Report, brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning right here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. 
Cove, retention limit returns to permanent rules in Marine Area 10, bowing to pressure from anglers, advisors, and the fishing public. WDFW finally reversed its alarmist, ill-advised, and reactionary mid-July, excuse me, mid-August departure from the LOAF or list of agreed-to fisheries document allowing a two-coho limit in Marine Area 10. The Marine Area 10 coho limit was reduced in early August due to high catches in July and August in WDFW's claim of concern for natural coal impacts that occur in Area 10. Since that time, catch has leveled off to preseason expectations and coal returns to multiple watersheds throughout Puget Sound have exceeded preseason forecasts, eliminating concerns for meeting coho natural conservation targets. The daily limit in Area 10 is now two coho plus two additional pink salmon release Chinook, release Chum through September 30th. This action also has the benefit of bringing the Area 9 and Area 10 regulations into a similar rule. Here's your chance to save 10 bucks by sitting in the computer for a couple of minutes. If you purchase a 2023 Puget Sound Catch Record card, and even if you didn't catch any Dungeon Nest Crab, you must still submit a report. There are two ways to report online through the Wild System, which must be completed by Sunday, October 1st, or by mailing your summer Dungeon Nest Catch Record card to postmark by Sunday to uh, October 1st to WDFW Catch Record Card Unit in Olympia. Failure to report will result in a $10 penalty added to the purchase of your next Puget Sound Dungeness Catch uh, endorsement. Catch record card is a major component of WDFW's postseason analysis to determine when sport anglers will get a winter season. Word on the street is that recreational crabbers will get something possibly in the October-December time frame. This is the weekend it starts. Hunter sight-in at the Seattle Rifle and Pistol Club in Machias. Dial in your shooting iron safely for hunting season at Hunter sight-in days at seattlerifle.org. Snohomish County's premier multidiscipline shooting facility is opening up their excellent rifle range to the public today, tomorrow, and next weekend, September 30th and October 1st, from 9.30 till 3 p.m. Trained safety officers know the club. Shooting experts will be on duty to assist. Rifles, pistols, shotguns, and slugs, and black powder are all welcome. It's only 15 bucks per day for shooting. Shooter and exact change is very much appreciated. Paper targets are provided, shooting benches, and and are available. But you may also shoot from standing or prone at 50 and 100 yards. Spotting scopes and volunteer spotters will be on hand to assist. This is absolutely the safest and best way to get your hunting season off to the most accurate start. That's SeattleRifle.org. This weekend kicks, kicks off the Western Washington Pheasant Release Program. The goal of this pheasant program is provide, to provide upland bird hunting opportunity and encourages p- participants from new, young, and seasoned hunters. Naturally sustained pheasant populations are limited in western Washington due to the cool, wet climate and the lack of grain farming. Each year, 35 to 40,000 pheasant are released on approximately 25 release sites. The general western Washington hunting season lasts from late September to November 30th each year, and hunting is allowed daily from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. For release site locations near you, hit the pheasant release site page at wdfw.wa.gov. Shellfish managers recently announced 36 days of tentative razor clam digging on coastal beaches from September 29th through December 29th. The 23-24 season opens up with a smaller razor clam forecast the past few years, but it remains strong and healthy enough to provide ample digging opportunities this fall and early winter. Digs are all tentatively scheduled as marine toxins have been elevated according to WDFW, um, and they are unsure if all beaches will open to start the season. Final approval of marine toxins usually ends up in about a week or less, sometimes two to three days prior to the start of each digging series. It will be important for harvesters to check the WDFW website for heading out to the beaches. On all open beaches, Long Beach, Twin Harbors, Mokrox, and Copalis, daily limit is 15 clams per person, and you got to keep the first 15 regardless of size or condition.
For the past three decades, the first weekend of autumn has been marked by the largest salmon derby on the West Coast, namely the Everett Coho Derby. Tickets will be available until 8 a.m. this morning at Harbor Marine. Only coho salmon caught in Area 81829 and Area 10 and all open freshwater systems in King, Skagit, and Snohomish counties are eligible to win. Official derby scales open at 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Saturday, September 23rd, and from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. Sunday, September 24th. The weigh-in areas will be located at Harbor Marine and the Port of Edmonds Marina. Cash prize awards, first, $10,030, second, $5,030, third, (laughs) $2,530, with cash prizes for the youth division and thousands of dollars in merchandise as well. Prizes, prizes will be awarded on Sunday beginning at 3.30 p.m. at Everett Bayside Marine, and you must be present to win. Thanks to the Everett Salmon and Steelhead Club, Port of Everett, Harbor Marine, and Bayside Marine. For a history of this event, hit EverettCohoDerby.com. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Enjoy big savings on all Bryant air conditioners and heat pumps during Bob's preseason AC sale. Call Bob's today. Sale ends first day of summer. All right, we're going to pop out of a quick break and come back with the professor of Puget Sound, none other than Gary Krein, right here. I can't wait. It's <laughs> always going to be a good one. Going to, going to be interesting to see where they ended up yeah. with this win, but it ain't what it was yesterday. There's no question about it. Professor of Puget Sound, Gary Krein, joining us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. Our next guest has spent plenty of time, years, in fact, in the wheelhouse. And, uh, Joey, you and I have had the pleasure of having him in our wheelhouse a time or two. He's none other than the Professor Puget Sound, Gary Krein himself. Good morning, Professor. Good morning, sir. Where did you guys find yourself? We made it to the west side of Possession Bar uh, is where we're at, and uh, the bite's real slow. We've only got three in the boat, and I've had six on, so it's kind of a slow start, and we've got another one on right now. <laughs> no, you got to like yeah, that. Radio like fish. That. There we go. Nice. I like that. Any, any size? Not yet. I okay. mean, nice fish, but no yeah. no derby winners. But what nice are you fish. using? No 10-pounders how- yet. How, what are you using? How deep? And uh, give me an idea of your troll speed in the water conditions. Well, the, it's rough and cob out here, but we're trying to keep at least three and a half miles to four miles an hour, and uh, we're fishing down 60 and 70 feet, uh, and we're using uh, uh, flashers and squids. And are you still marking fish like we were seeing yesterday? Oh, or there are, oh yeah. Yeah, a lot of fish oh, out yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Tons of bait and tons of fish just really good marks and it makes it difficult yeah, really because you, you got this south wind and you got this flood and normally you know if you can if you got a wind you want to put that wind to your back makes it a little bit easier but you guys are kind oh, of having minute, to just... guys, we better run right in that looks like a winner nah not quite okay so all right so so give us Give us a few tips, buddy, for those those that are out there and they're braving the elements today uh, from, from a saltwater perspective on this fishery. You know, it, a coho derby, I think it's fair to say, is a more random endeavor than, than say, a wintertime Chinook derby, right, or, or a summer oh, Chinook sure. derby. 
So, oh, for sure. so but, for sure. but, but if you had to find a big one, what would you use and what would you be looking for where to fish? Well, if I were looking for just the winter and not a ton of fish, which are a bunch of fish like there's on, I would, my strategy would be to start out in four to 500 feet of water, staying out near the middle, looking for that one rogue big fish, fishing anywhere from 70 to 90 feet. And there's nothing wrong with a flasher and a squid or actually a uh, anchovy or herring is probably what's going to catch the winner. But that's what I would do if I was looking for just that wind fish. Yeah, and, and you know, be around with, with the, the people. You don't have to be around the crowd. It's you know, I mean, two times in the history of this derby, I've told the people that same strategy, and both those not I've told people that more than once, but a couple of times it's it's proved to win. You know, uh, yeah, one of them was uh, out by possession, out halfway between possession and Edmonds, and the other one was halfway between the west side of possession and double bluff out in the middle of nowhere, just mm-hmm. trolling, you know, and that's because I'm, you know, these resident fish that are sitting around here feeding, they're not going to be the winner. It's going to be one of them ones that's coming in from the ocean. Moving out in the deep water, uh, yep. you know, traveling, 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 traveling and traveling fish. Point, traveling from point A to point B, 10-4. And it, it's, it's always a a good thing to get away from the crowds, especially on Derby day. If you can get away from the yeah. crowds and put yourself in that spot where you may encounter that one big fish, you got a way yep. better chance of catching that fish without a bunch of boats around. True. True that. And, you know, I mean, because, because it is so rough out here, I mean, it's pretty, pretty snotty here on the West side. Uh, and I'm staying right on the wheel and the other two guys are doing all the, all the real okay, hey listen I, I can hear i can hear john martinez back there uh yapping tell him to quiet down you're on a radio interview right now actually the other guy's making more noise than john is <laughs> but john's got Perfect. a good fish on right now he's just about to get it to the boat so good all right so that, well, that's good so, i mean yeah. you guys are in the fish that's not i mean that's not no, it's a not slow morning I mean, you guys just, are on the fish know, we're, we're just trying to have a good time and and you know, it it could come from here. The Derby winner could. I mean, it's sure. You know, you catching fish. The odds are eventual. You're going to catch a good one too. But uh, but we wanted to just come out and have a good time and and catch a few fish. It's been it's been really phenomenal for you know weeks out here on these uh, fish that are feeding here on Possession Bar and the bait is here. There's just tons of here. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? Tons and you're just watching these fish grow literally every week. They're they're growing yep. smaller. We're talking yep. with we're talking yep. with Gary Krein, uh local angling legend, um, owner of uh, All Star Charters. Just you know, I mean, I, I you remember as I do every single one of these thirty Everett Coho Derbies. You remember when it started, and and Gary, you and I have. Uh, you know, been involved in 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 the in North of Falcon and working with WDFW and, and an advisory role and 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 I guess 
I, I view this wonderful fishing year as something of a lost opportunity for WDFW because if they just would have gotten out of their way a little bit, this this could have been a, a real public relations win for the department. And yet now this year we see due to a lot of their actions in Marine Area 11, Marine Area 10, um, you know, they've they've just really lost this opportunity to gain support of local anglers. What's your, what's your take on the current state of affairs with regard to the leadership and performance of the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Salmon Management Protocols? Well, I, you know, like, as you say, I started with that uh, Sports Fish Advisory Board, one of the first people, and I actually thought that it meant something. And, uh, you know, I'm not one of them anymore, but I, I don't believe, I believe it's just, they're not listening to the people. There's, there's in, in that advisory board, even today or even whenever, there's hundreds of years of experience, actual experience. And I don't believe they're listening to that one iota. It just frustrates me to no end to think that they have this much experience from people that know what's going on daily. And I, I honestly believe they're sitting in their glass house and not paying one damn bit of attention. But on the other hand, as we all know, uh, there's two aspects to this fishing regulations setting, and there's the political portion and there's the scientific portion. I think that the political portion has taken over total control of this thing and the political portion is controlled by money. Money controls politics. And right now, I think the money that's coming from the other 50% driver of this, which is the tribes, and I don't pick on them, but nevertheless, they've got the money now, and they are the, in the department. I don't think there's anybody that can or is willing to stand up uh, to them and you know, it all boils down to politics is running it way more than science is. There's a lot of fish. We ought to be this. I, I said this years ago. This fishing design of things is as about as bass backwards as anything could get. And that when you got lots of fish, you shut it down to one fish or close it down. When you got no fish, you up the limit to four or five or six. We've done that for so many years. That doesn't make sense to me. It's kind of yeah. like having a bank account. I got money in yeah. my bank account, okay? So I got to shut down and quit buying. But when I'm broke, let's go borrow some more and go go buy something. <laughs> it makes no sense. I, I, it makes I no also sense. think, though, this current sad state of affairs is potentially an opportunity for us to work with the tribal co-managers. And that's that's something uh, that we're we going to spearhead. We, we have, have to. to do that. We we have to, and it's the right thing to do because, uh, yes. again, you know, it's at, at some point, particularly with the direction, the, the ill-advised direction of the commission, it's not co-management coming out of the commission. It's 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 <laughs> ideology over biology, and that's something that we have to fight moving that's, forward. That's, you that's, have okay. To, let's let's let them you, get back. To you fishing. have to fight some fish. That's the fight you have ahead of you today. So I <laughs> I, I think you driver. ought to. I'm just no, 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 no. You need to park somebody else behind the wheel and you need to get no, behind no. a downrigger, Gary. And, and good luck to you guys. Thank you. For, thank you for your time this morning, Professor. We appreciate it. All and right. Keep in touch, my friend. Good luck, guys. Have, 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 yeah, take care. Bye. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right. Coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week and the techniques you need to succeed. It's Three River Marines. Really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station, 710 Seattle Sports app.
From the Pacific Ocean coast to your ears, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports 710, Seattle Sports app. Thanks to Matt Nelson back in our Seattle studios for keeping us on air and on the clock. Uh, Joey Pyburn and I sitting in Jeff Lalone's office at Bayside Marine here in the 30th annual Everett Coho Derby from the Port of Everett. Dude, there is so much that goes into this event. And tomorrow afternoon at 3.30, the awards ceremony is going to give away probably right around $50,000 worth of cash and prizes, 10030 of which goes to that lucky angler with the biggest coho and Puget Sound for the two-day event. I can't wait to see who wins this thing and how big the fish ends up being. Um, I, I was just looking out over the, the marina here, and every flag on every boat is straight. Yeah. <laughs> ripping yeah i mean it's 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 gonna be it's gonna build it's gonna get rougher and rougher out there so you guys better take advantage of those uh you know that early morning bite and hopefully guys get their fish if 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 anything um this this may take a pound or two off our anticipated guess of a 15 pounder to win this event um also uh listen there's so much going on here you still have 13 minutes to get to harbor marine and get a derby ticket, okay? And if you got a kid that's the least bit interested in fishing, come get a free derby ticket. And go go he, to the river. He's gonna, Fish or, off the bank. And he's going to get a prize tomorrow yeah. afternoon. Every kid will walk away with something tomorrow. And then there's a whole bunch of fundraisers going on, too. There's a beer garden that benefits Salmon for Soldiers. And also, there's a 50-50 raffle, okay? Um, Annie, Annie Lalone just, just threw this at us. Don't forget about the 50-50 raffle. Half goes to Salmon for Soldiers. The other half goes in your pocket. $2 a ticket, and they got 3,000 tickets to sell so uh you could put three grand in your pocket and raise three thousand dollars for a very worthy cause of salmon for go track down annie lalone she's the one with the tickets and she will happily take your money they'll be tracking you down yeah so so jenny uh jenny hatch is going to be uh going to be doing it too so that's 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 going to be uh there's just it's so much fun it's a tremendous amount of fun just to see what happens and uh pick up a prize and everybody that gets a derby taken of course every salmon and steelhead club um, they run the net pen operation down here that that raises a lot of coho that come back right here to the to the port of Everett as well. So super worthy event, great community rallying point, and just a lot of fun tomorrow to be had here at the port of Everett, Joey. Oh, definitely. Yep. Yeah, bring the kiddos down, um, get them out on the water, do make this something that you do every year. You yeah. Know? I yeah. mean, it's going to happen every there's, year. There's a lot of there's a lot of memories I got from oh, me too. Derby and yeah. you know building building our weekend around this and the first weekend of fall. So so uh, you're now you're talking though about grabbing the dog and uh, jumping up and uh, trying to trying to raise a pheasant this afternoon. Yeah, well I I'll be driving home across the uh, the trestle there, the <laughs> Highway Two trestle, and I get off. I always get off on Homeacres and take sure. that way home. So I drive right, but by the parking lot for the reserve. So I'll see how many trucks are there and then I'll run home. And a lot of those guys, they're out there right away at eight o'clock and and they're out of there by about 10, 30 or 11. We got college football today too. Yep. They'll be going home. (laughs) Uh, This little bit of weather will scare a few guys off and keep them off the reserve. So I'll probably go home, grab Tugger, break out. I got to go break out all my, my Upland gear. Yeah, me too. And get it ready. Uh, This is the start of hunting season as, as, these coho move up into the river. A lot of guys will go chase them in the river, and a lot of guys are going to put their boats away and and start to focus on all the hunting opportunities that we have coming up here. Cast and blast season. Yes, exactly. This is, this is coming up. And so next week we'll also be covering um, some of the waterfowl forecasts, which um, aren't 
little add, down, a little, little down, a little down, yeah. a little down from the from the western Canadian um, province, uh, the British Columbia prairies. Uh, some of our migratory numbers going to be down. Um, geese are going to be about the same, but it, like anything else, dude, it is so completely weather driven for waterfowl opportunities. Um, you know, and and. For those that, that like to stomp around in, in eastern Washington, take a look at a mule deer buck and stuff, um, the population is pretty stable. Again, that's so weather-driven. We had, if you remember last year, uh, it was last year's uh, rifle hunt was kind of a non-event just because it was so hot but smoky. I mean, you know, we this has been a much better wildfire season. Last year we were challenged with regard to vast areas being closed now with these rains that we see happening now. That's really going to not be much of an issue either. No, and, and what we can hope is that this system pushes across over the other side of the mountains, yeah. and we end up with some rain over there in the mountains, which will really that that'll help us out when that on that general deer hunt. You know, last year I was up there in the high country, it was seventy degrees. Yeah, and, horrible. And we well, saw we all one, went we all went to Idaho, and Idaho was just as bad, hot and hot and. Dusty, Both dude. my mule deer hunts, I spent yeah. time at the highest elevation I could get to, and it was like 70 <laughs> degrees. Robbo and I were up there in t-shirts at 9,000 yeah. feet, and I Crazy. Know. Yeah, you ended up shooting a blacktail last year. Yeah, I shot yeah. a blacktail here the last day of the season because yeah. just just the mule deer hunting was not it was great. Tough. I'm I'm hoping for a better mule deer season here in Washington this year, and I feel like with this uh, sharp change to the weather, we should see a, a better, you know, high country. It's, it's always deer hunt. so cool seeing a heart sharp edge to fall. Yeah. You know, for, for so many reasons, you know, it wets the woods down, gets snow up there, which is so important for our salmonid populations. The rain itself, increasing river flows, providing primo spawning conditions. And that's, that's one of the things, you know, a great fishing summer, you hate to see it end. But on the other hand, with all these fish now meeting a weather system and all these rains, we have a real chance to crawl out and, and are indeed crawling out of some population lulls with regard to local local populations of a lot of different species. Humpies, you just watched. Wow. You know, we had we had a forecast of four million pinks. I, I we're gonna see the actual run numbers and reconstruction turn out to be much more than that, okay? I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if we see five and a half, six million humps as, as a total run into Puget Sound. And that's so important for our rivers because now there's just an amazing load of ocean-borne nutrients when these humpies spawn and expire and fertilize these systems. They're a driver. Dude, fish beget fish. Yeah. And when you have this amount of nutrients hitting our relatively sterile rivers, it drives a lot of other salmon populations. And and we've got a, a bunch of coho and a bunch of Chinook that are already in our re- regional streams that are going to benefit from these rains. And and we're going to see that, you know, reflected in future forecasts. Yeah. The, the, the pink thing is I, I really like seeing these big you know, healthy numbers of pink salmon returning, you know, and like you said, the last thing we would want is we were talking about it the other day, some weird little lowland snow and we get a big flush. Well, that's the El Nino scenario, right? Where, where we get, you know, one of these early transitions into falls and get some, get some early snows and then here comes a pineapple Pineapple express Express and and, blows us out. Yeah. And, and so that's, you know, what we're hoping and praying against. And, and, and I mean, you you never know, but the the first thing a day at a time, baby, a day at a time. And right now we got lots of fish, we got lots of fish. Yeah. And now we're getting enough water to accommodate them in our regional streams, which is going to drive a lot more opportunities. Um, 
again, thanks to everybody that, that makes this Everett Coho Derby a possibility from Lauren Bivens at Harbor Marine, Jeff Lalone, David Lee, and the whole gang at Three Rivers Marine, John Sporting Goods, everybody that, that helps out with this event. It's just a huge community rallying point and such a wonderful. So 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, the culmination of the 30th annual Everett Coho Derby. Going to be, yeah, and, get a ticket. And good luck to yeah, all you anglers. No doubt. And stay safe out there. Ain't no fish worthy getting wet. You missed any of the show, jump on MyNorthwest.com, hit the OutdoorLine.com. Matt will have the podcast. Thanks to Matt Nelson, our Seattle studios. Give Joey Pyburn a follow at Joe Pyburn on Instagram, at the OutdoorLine on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For Matt Nelson back in our Seattle studios, for Joey Pyburn here next week, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports App.